I was also watching a video yesterday by this guy, Dr. Huberman or Huberman, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. I think is how you spell his name. I'm spelling a lot today for some reason. Um, and he was talking about like how our society needs to have a healthier relationship to basically like to pleasure, like to dopamine to an extent, right? He's coming from a real kind of neuroscientific, you know, brain science approach. It's very cool, his approach. I'm learning more about him recently and I'm enjoying his work so far. And it's like, Basically, we have, you know, or let's say many of us are likely to have a lot of accessibility to something like highly palatable, very tasty foods. This is one example, right? That taste good, but they're not really good for us. And we have all this access now, you know, with the internet too, to these seemingly pleasurable experiences, these experiences that will release dopamine in our minds. And he was saying, you know, as is, I think, a point that Plato would, would agree with, right? It's... We have to make sure that we have a healthy relationship to these pleasures and we can't just be accessing them constantly. We have to work in that discipline to, you know, let's say to stall the pleasure by implementing some hard work, some focus, some difficult tasks. So that's a eudaimonia approach, right? That's an approach that we, again, we see that suffering, pain, struggle, right? These are not only negative things. They lead to something else. And even within themselves, there's something potentially beautiful if we confront them, right? Because, for example, grief is seemingly a bad thing, but grief really comes from love, right? But if you're just like, oh, I don't want to grieve, I don't want to deal with it, you might not only not allow yourself to process that important emotion, but you also might be missing the you know more profound conversation about the grief, which is all of the reasons why you're grieving, right? Those are, those are the gifts that the person gave you, right? You miss them because there was something good there that we could also acknowledge that could give us inspiration and give us a sense of gratitude instead of only a sense of pain, right? So in a, in a world where we might be able to access and avoid more easily, we're missing out on eudaimonia. So maybe this idea is helpful, right? How can you strive for fulfillment and make room for some of life's pains by seeing that they're a part of what it means to be human? They're unavoidable. Right, so to reach eudaimonia, again, we're going to talk a little bit the next couple of episodes about the four ways that the School of Life suggests Plato worked with his students and his writings to cultivate this sense and to pursue eudaimonia. But think about this for yourself first today, maybe, right? What's fulfilling to you? When are you happy? How does maybe, you know, I think we could say perhaps, right? How does wanting to be happy get in the way of your happiness sometimes? Because I've learned this too recently, right? Sometimes if I'm in a bad mood and I start getting frustrated or I start trying to make myself get in a good mood, it makes it worse. It's okay to be in a bad mood. It's okay to be like, let's say perhaps like for me, like if I'm in a good mood, I'm talkative, I'm smiling, I'm telling jokes. And then when I'm not in a great mood, I'm just quieter. So in my head, I'm like, well, I can make myself feel bad about being quiet or I could see that this is just a part of today's experiences. And then usually I feel a little bit better. I end up making a couple jokes. I end up being a little more talkative. But it's those times when I'm really like, why, why am I not happy? Why am I not in the mood to go out or whatever? Those are the times where I start, again, demanding the wrong things. Instead of making peace with a more eudaimonic approach to life. Like, look, today's low energy, today's bad mood, whatever, is a part of life. Make peace with it. Embrace it a little bit. Question it, of course, like, oh, maybe try to figure out what the cause is, but sometimes, you know, doing that for too long isn't a good idea. 
So with the eudaimonic approach, it's like, you know what? This is a part of life. It's natural. I don't need to be happy right now. I can be with these emotions and it's okay. I don't have to force happiness or joy. So maybe this is helpful. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Hope all is well. Welcome to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. So we're going to stick with Plato today, as I said. We're going to be focusing on this idea of eudaimonia and for the school of life in their book, Great Thinkers. There are four different ways that Plato generally suggests that we pursue this idea of fulfillment, right, that we talked about last episode. So the first one, which I think is great, is called Think Harder. Here's a couple lines from it. I'm going to elaborate, and I think we'll see how it connects really nicely to one of the main, pretty much one of the constant suggestions I make on the podcast. So Plato proposed that our lives go wrong in large part because we almost never give ourselves time to think carefully and logically enough about our plans. And so we end up with the wrong values, careers, and relationships. Plato wanted to bring order and clarity to our minds. So if you're a listener of the podcast, you already know where I'm going with this. This is self-writing, right? This is journaling. This is the ancient Greek, you know, Antisthenes, Socrates' student, said that his benefit that he received from practicing philosophy with Socrates was that he learned how to meditate. And meditate in that way meant to converse with himself. So how else are we going to create clarity? How else are we going to think harder? How else are we going to make time to carefully and logically think about our plans, our values, our careers, our relationships? We have to have, I would argue, a daily practice of self-writing or meditating where we are deliberately creating time for focused attention to think about these things, right? Where we're deliberately in our relationships, guiding conversations also towards trying to figure these things out, right? Where we're reading in a way that's therapeutic to learn about how we could be a better significant other, how we could communicate more effectively in our relationships, how we could strive to grow and learn in our careers, how we can learn about different virtues that we need to work on, right? How we can learn to question our beliefs and our values, all of this stuff happens when we take some of the stuff on our podcast seriously. So really, when you sit down with a pen and paper, you address some questions. Who knows? Maybe you buy my book, 100 Conversations You Need to Have, available on Amazon. It's a trilogy. I don't know. Or maybe you go to this podcast, you look at some of the questions uh, that the titles offer, right? And you take them seriously. That's what Plato is saying here. To pursue a fulfilling life, we have to think harder. We have to confront these questions and make time for them and give them our attention. Right. He also goes on to say, or let's say the school of life goes on to remark that popular ideas about love, fame, money or goodness simply don't stand up to reason. So we question ourselves and also we have to question the world. Right? We have to ask ourselves, like, are we striving for the right things? And not only that, but why are we striving for these things? How much of our purpose are we cultivating for ourselves and how much of it you know, are we simply accepting? Which is to say we're allowing ourselves to be influenced by the external world. Fame, money, I mean... These are things that our society set out as goals. Well, are they actually fulfilling? Right? How are they affecting us? These are things we have to consider, once again, through hard thinking. And moving on a little bit more, right? they end this by saying that as Freud was happy to acknowledge, and I've mentioned in the past I have a, you know, a few problems with Freud, although I do think there's some usefulness in his ideas, uh, Plato was the inventor of therapy insisting that we learn to submit all our thoughts and feelings to reason. As Plato repeatedly wrote, the essence of philosophy came down to the command to know yourself. And I would say that knowing yourself 
really implies and is at the service of caring for yourself. So we might ask ourselves, right, when do we make time for some hard thinking about the topics that this brief paragraph from the School of Life offered? And we're keeping in mind that for the School of Life and for Plato, this is a pathway to a more fulfilling life. So you want to be fulfilled, you want to aim for eudaimonia, over happiness, I would say, or before happiness. This is a pathway to that. It's something we have to do. Making time for hard thinking, making time for cultivating self-knowledge, and seeing that there's something therapeutic in the very nature of this process. And I firmly stand by that. Right? If we learn how to take our feelings and say, do these make sense? Are they helpful? Are they truthful? Instead of just being carried away by them, I think we'll lead a happier, healthier, more fulfilling, and peaceful life. Hope this is helpful. Again, part one of this four-part series of Pursuing Fulfillment with Plato in the School of Life. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.